0: Oh, Don't bullshit bullshit. 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 Welcome to the bullshit filter. Yes, we're doing a fucking show for all the people who keep saying, Are you still doing the bullshit
1: filter now that you got another podcast? Yes. And they and they do sound like that when they email Hello. you
0: know <laughs> Are you still
1: doing another podcast. This is episode 115 here. of The right.
0: Bullshit Filler. We're recording this on the right. 11th of April, Australian time, 2023. 10th mm-hmm. of April, where my uh, little buddy, uh, Ray Harris, is mm-hmm. sitting. How are you today, Ray Harris?
1: Uh, doing okay. Uh, as long as I don't go to a school, library, supermarket, or church, I probably won't be shot. So I'm doing well. Uh, how are you?
0: <laughs> where was the Kentucky or- shooting today? Is it at a...
1: There, Post office, a way. bank. It's a, a bank, bank. Yeah. in yeah. Louisville, Kentucky yeah. today. Another reason to treat people with respect because you fire them, you belittle them, they come back armed. So just treat people with some good, D-back. Just D-back my the hell old, out of your
0: life. My old buddy J. David Markham posted on Facebook the other day something about, uh, I guess which political party doesn't care about gun control? And I was like, mm, the Democrats?
1: Neither, it's like, neither. what are you talking oh. about? I was like, well, yeah. let's
0: look back, yeah. shall we? Uh, Barack Obama did nothing about gun control in his eight years, mm-hmm. nothing significant. First two years, he controlled both houses and still yes. did nothing about gun control. You know, Michael goes, well, I'll have you know that the Democrats passed an assault weapons ban. I was like, yeah, A, yeah. 30 years ago. B, right. it was limited. It, it wasn't retrospective. It didn't take assault guns away from people that already had them. It right. was a ban on the manufacturing, domestic manufacturing of assault weapons ban. It had a fucking sunset clause in it of 10 years and it expired. Thank you very much. Yes. And assault weapon bans, even though they're used in a lot of mass shootings, increasingly yeah. there are a very small percentage of the uh, gun-related homicides you have in the US. I, I read one study that said that that 10-year ban may have, you know, accounted for 0.1%, might have reduced gun deaths by 0.1% over that 10-year period.
1: Mm. Um, I like to think we made up for that. He said,
0: well, at least we're doing something. I'm going, no, even when the Democrats do it, they just fuck around with the edges, um, playing around with it. It's more pandering to the base. Uh, They say more than they actually do. It's pandering to the Democratic base, but they don't actually do anything because no one actually gives a fuck. They would rather keep you know, the uh, NRA happy or just not make it in the case of the Democrats. I mean, maybe some of the Democrats would like to do something about it, but they don't want to make themselves a target uh, to exactly GOP by doing anything about guns. They probably fear it will start a civil war if they do anything about guns. So consequently they do fuck all
1: name, something in this country that won't start a civil war. Uh, I, yeah. I think we can. I think we can do it over anything. Well, but anyway, I can tell you one
0: a- thing that won't. My new podcast, right. uh, <laughs> the futuristic uh, podcast, right? With right. Uh, my, my my other Ray Harris, Steve Samatino, um, right? We're talking everything about emerging technologies that are going to reshape the way that we live. Uh, well, obviously, we're talking a lot about ChatGPT. We also talked right. last week about Neuralink. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, all of the technologies that I think, uh, we think, mm-hmm. are going to reshape life as we know it in the coming decade. And I've been spending a shit ton of time <laughs> in Chat GPT lately, and right. um, I tell you, it blows my fucking mind on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, not, not to get off track here because that's not the topic of this show, but no. No. although it should be because... There's a lot of um, bullshit in the media about ChatGPT. Uh, not like right. journalists are worried about it at all, you can tell. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, there's a great video I'll recommend to anyone who's interested in it. There's a guy called Sebastian Boubec. He's uh, mm-hmm. French, which is why I have to say his name like this. <laughs> um, he's one of Microsoft's top. Uh, machine learning researchers, and he gave right. a talk at MIT a few days ago. That's up on YouTube. Bubeck, B-U-B-E-C-K, um, where he's talking about his thinking around GPT four and yeah. why it is showing signs of intelligence. Um, something that I've been waiting to see from you for nearly ten years right. now. It's only her? been a lot, it's only been around for like a month, and it's yeah, already showing yeah. signs of intelligence. Um, like Maybe you some of the examples, some of the examples that he uses, <laughs> like one of the criticisms that you see a lot in the media, even from some really yeah. smart and people I highly respect, like Cory Doctorow, mm-hmm. is, is that it's just a stochastic parrot. It just regurgitates. Right, um, and we're impressed Ooh. input that's been given to it you know, using some form of statistical analysis of what word would should come next and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, He argues that that's not the case. And some of the examples that he uses is um, he, uh, you know, they give it a problem like um, Tony and uh, Ray live in a house together. Mm -hmm. Um, Tony puts, they have a cat. Tony puts the cat in the basket and then goes to work. Ray sticks around a little bit longer, takes the cat out of the basket, puts it in a box, then he goes to work. Tony and Ray come home at the same time. What right. does everyone? Where does everyone expect the cat to be when they return home? And GPT-4 says uh, Tony expects the cat to be in the basket because that's where he left it. Ray expects the cat to be in the box because that's where he left it. The cat mm-hmm. expects to be in the box because that's where it is. The box and the <laughs> basket don't expect anything because they're not sentient. Uh, right. Do you have any other questions? So... That's not regurgitation. That's not regurgitation. It has developed an internal representation of what all these things are. It can it can right. analyze uh, yeah, abstract I'm problems yeah. and solve them. There's another one he showed where he said, "I have a laptop, a book, nine eggs, a bottle, and a nail. Uh, tell me how to stack them in the most stable configuration." This says, oh, well, you you know, you'd put the laptop down because it's hard and it's flat right, and it's solid, right. and and then you put the book on top of that because it's flat and it has a large base. Then I would stack the nine eggs in a three by three configuration, sure. which is the most stable configuration and will distribute the weight evenly across the eggs. Then you put the bottle on top of that and the nail on top of the bottle and blah 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 blah. So, so uh, again, you mm, can't Google yeah. that. That problem's right. not out there. It's a unique problem and it it and understands it what all it. of these things are and it understands yeah. how to think about them and and it so it and even the problem the uh, i don't know if i've told you this but i i did this um talked about this on futuristic but a week or two ago i said listen i've got this spreadsheet um it's one of the qav spreadsheets and i've got mm-hmm. had a particular problem that i a, a, a task that i was doing manually right once a week and it took a bit of time and i was like can you Write me a script to automate this, and it was ah, yeah sure I can. Here's the script, and it wrote me this VBA macro code to solve the problem, and then told me how to install it, and it worked. Right. Something I couldn't have done in a million years by myself. And right, right. In order to do that, it had to understand Excel. Yeah, it had to understand how to write VBA macro code, which is part of Excel. But then it also needed to understand my problem and how I was articulating my problem. And it needed to think about how to bring all of those things together and mm-hmm. solve the problem again, which isn't really, uh, yeah. um, just regurgitating. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's analyzing abstract problems and solving them. So it's, uh, and the crazy thing is the, yeah. the basic, um, the architecture for building a large language model um, mm-hmm. AI, like you know, ChatGPT, the basic architecture is something called the transformer model. Right. The the uh, white paper that it, that that first was published by Google engineer and some other AI guys de- describing how to build a transformer model, which is the basis right. of all LLMs now. Was only published in two thousand and seventeen. GPT three point five, the first iteration that went public, came out in December twenty twenty two. So it was five years from concept. Hey, you know, I think we could build an AI using this. (laughs) Who would actually going live that version? I mean, the version three had been around for a couple of years before that, but that's astounding to me. You know, five years to build an AI.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's only gonna get because like you were saying earlier, like pretty soon it's software building software or computers building computers, whatever the proper term is. But of course, that's just gonna speed up and it's gonna get faster. And now we're 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 enjoying and yet reeling in some ways from all the, the technological technological changes, and that pace is only gonna speed up. When I was a kid, I thought it cassette tape was amazing, and now I got a phone that can do everything everything just everything and pretty soon it's going to be a smaller phone or it's going to be a chip in my head or whatever so uh no this this is cool i'm looking forward to this i'm glad you're doing this podcast but i do want the listeners to know that you did ask me to join you you said i've got five questions and if you can answer these questions you can do it with me you asked me the first question and i said i'm pretty sure i didn't understand any of the words in that question Mm. and the interview Mm. was over but the point is you gave me a shot and i can't thank you enough It was like when I
0: gave David Markham a shot at doing the Cold War podcast with (laughs) me. When he started crying uh, a couple of minutes into the interview, I realized this. When you started crying and I realized this is probably not going to be the right fit.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) Thank you for coming to the interview today, Ray. I wish you all the best uh, in your future endeavors.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And that was it. Click. And then uh, we've been friends ever since. We should probably get on with the show. Well, that was the show, but this oh, is the next part of the show. Thank you, everybody. Oh, there's more. I don't know. Okay.
0: I don't know if you heard this, Ray. It sort of got mm. buried in the news, I think, uh, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. buried over there. But um, in the last right. couple of weeks, um, uh, Finland joined NATO. Right. Don't know is if that, that got any coverage over there. Is that a, did it? Did, is that did a pre-
1: I don't even. Well, I, I won't, I won't say it got a lot of coverage. I didn't. I mean, I didn't have it shoved in my face like some news stories do. So is it a big deal?
0: <laughs> let me uh, let me read briefly some of the New York Times' uh, coverage here. Finland deals a blow to Putin as it enters NATO, April 4th, 2023. Right. Military first. alliance expanded to 31 members on Tuesday. A strategic setback for President Vladimir V Putin of Russia. Right. Him, did it did, Finland's flag was raised on Tuesday afternoon at NATO headquarters? I keep wondering um, mm-hmm. about that. Like, they had 30 flagpoles at the front right. of NATO. Yeah, yeah. Now they have 31 yeah. flagpoles. Uh, how yeah. does that work? Do they do well, they have to, like, you know, uh, repave the whole area, pull out all the flagpoles, repave, right? you know, calculate uh, the distance for the other flagpoles and put them in, or do they just have enough spaces? Because it's like a... Right. You yeah. know, uh, not com- fully a, completed circle. I don't know what the mathematical a term for that yeah. is. And yeah, that, yeah, they yeah. just yeah. jam another one into the ground uh, <clears throat> at the right well, distance. Here's That's probably what here's, they do.
1: Here's my take. One, you always mm. plan for more polls. Always plan for more polls. So, you, <laughs> so you, you've got to, you've got to have a thing. But, Your philosophy
0: of life: always <laughs> plan for more polls. Yeah,
1: exactly. And the other thing, I don't. know, This is a, a, it's a saying that should be more famous. I don't know if it is. The whisper from a president is louder than a scream from anyone else. So when the Secretary General, General Secretary, whatever the fuck, NATO, UN, whatever, says, give me another poll, motherfuckers jump and put a poll on the ground post-haste, and then they Mm. throw the flag on top. So Mm. that's probably happened most quickly. Yeah,
0: They they have a 12-month debate then on who's going to pay for what percentage of the poll and which whether right. or not yeah. uh, the rest of the world are paying their fair share of the poll.
1: I, I anyway, did get an envelope asking me to donate to the Finland poll. Oh, I, I yeah. sent two bucks. I feel pretty good about yeah. that. <laughs>
0: uh, coincidentally, around about Please. the exact same time that Finland yeah. joined NATO, Russia took uh-huh. over the presidency of the UN security council, which yeah. uh, is kind uh-huh. of uh, slightly slightly. Anyway, um, yeah. I want, one of the things that I wanted to do was talk about, okay, how the ball sack of Scandinavia, the happiest Here place on earth. Right. Uh, joining NATO sort of compares mm. with its history. Uh, you and I covered the history of Finland and Russia quite extensively on yeah. the Cold War show recently, but I know not everyone who listens to this necessarily listens to our Cold War show. So I thought we'd do on, sort man. of a briefish recap on that. But, All of course, right. as every media article has pointed out, this doubles NATO's border with Russia. Yes. Um, it's obviously another provocation of Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I keep reading in the media <laughs> Russia's unprovoked war in Ukraine. Um, of course, expanding an enemy alliance closer to the Russian border is – yeah. Yeah. a provocation of the first order. There's nothing more right. provoking, except maybe invading, than yeah. expanding your military alliance closer to the Yet the media just keep yeah. running this line, unprovoked war, unprovoked war, unprovoked war, not exactly. to mention the two US-supported or engineered coups in Ukraine in the last 20 years that we've talked about. Yeah. It just, just it reminds me of- unrelated. Of, Famous quote stolen by Goebbels, but the original which I quoted in The Psychopath Epidemic is by uh, Issa Blagden uh, mm-hmm. from The Crown of a Life. She was a um, uh, sort of aristocratic uh, poet slash uh, lesbian. Right. Uh, 1869 she said if a lie is only printed often enough it becomes a quasi truth and if such a truth is repeated often enough it becomes an article of belief a dogma and men
1: will die for it that's good she needed to make it a little more snappy but that mm. is good and it's accurate what did gobel say um but if you tell the if you tell a lie enough times, it becomes. I'm trying to. I can't remember the exact. The lie told right.
0: often enough and loudly Nothing. enough becomes the truth. I think, or something yes. to that yeah. effect. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. He was good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but people would often hire oh, Goebbels he, to he like re- rewrite doing. their shit. He was a ghostwriter. Yes. He like yes. he was a, right. a script doctor. They'd bring him in. <laughs> And he'd be like, hello. They would bring him up in, uh, yeah. in Nazi headquarters. They didn't use that for uh, Goebbels. Listen, we've we've we this yeah. guy from Hollywood. Girl. Look, we've got the script. G-Doc. It's okay, yeah. but it needs tightening up a little bit. Could you come the in? Yes, yes, I will
1: <laughs> drop everything and uh... hold on, Mom Pure. I have a client. I, I don't know, but uh but but yeah. The opposite
0: to uh, Issa Blagden's um statement is that if you don't talk about the truth, you can effectively bury it. So here's an experiment oh, that I will give okay. all of our uh, five listeners to this show. Um, read through all of the right. articles about mm-hmm. Finland joining NATO that you see right, and see how many of them talk about the infam- infamous promise that the West made to Gorbachev and Yeltsin, uh, yeah. About not expanding NATO in 1991, one I that found one. a total of let's see, one, two, three. Carry the seven. None, none of the articles that I read even mentioned the one n- the one inch uh, promise. Yeah. Uh, right. You promised me one inch once upon a time in Vegas, but All that's the time. another yeah. story. You couldn't I, even I would deliver have on, on that
1: twice. I had to do it. If, if I could, real quick, I just realized. I just thought of a way for everyone who was confused about. What Russia did, why they did it, were they provoked. Give, give me 30 seconds. I borderline brilliant. You've yeah, got federation. You do about this. <laughs> it's doing it right now, it should be quiet. You got you got federation space. Okay. You've got Romulan space. And in between is the neutral zone. We don't fuck with it. You don't fuck with it. Peace is kept. And we promise, the Federation promised Romulans, we will never ever go there, because that would just be tacky. And then we start accepting planets that are in the neutral zone into the Federation thereby creeping ever closer 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 so if we wanted to do a surprise attack we have that much more proximity to do it so again you could argue that um Russia has not been provoked that's a very weak argument but if you turn the table and you look at it from Russia's point of view it looks like the West is charging right at you I'm not excusing what he did you know there's I mean, tens of thousands of people dead now. I'm simply saying you have to understand the psychology of the individual in order to at least understand what they did. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it, but you can't just pretend they made something up. People do things for a reason. Hmm. I'm done. Kremlin
0: spokesman Dmitry Peskov called Mm -hmm. Finland's joining NATO a dangerous historic mistake. In a statement, the um, defence ministry said, Helsinki's policy of military non-alignment had long served Finnish national interests and was an important factor of confidence building in the Baltic Sea region and the European continent as a whole. This is now a thing of the past. Finland has become one of the small members of the alliance that doesn't decide anything. Losing its special voice in international affairs, we are sure that history will judge this hasty step. There is absolutely no doubt that Finland is making problems for itself by joining NATO because we used to consider it a brotherly country of the capitalist world, the closest to us in spirit, in relations, in mutually beneficial economic relations, he said. But now we will consider it as a state that is unfriendly to us.
1: Can I give the Finland Finnish version of that? Finland has been neutral, wisely so, since World War II. And now they feel that because of Russia's actions, they have to have a group of partners to protect and support them. Finland, for the longest time, before you and I were born, they had figured out a way to get along with Russia. And now, for whatever reason, they're determining that no longer guarantees our safety as much as it used to. So that's what they're doing. So Russia's not wrong in a lot of that statement, but at the same time, you have to understand Finland. Something big must have happened for them to go seven decades of being neutral, out the window, we want to be a part of NATO. They're probably not excited about it, but they probably feel they need it. But the narrative just goes on and on and on, and who's right and who's wrong and who started it. It doesn't matter because now people are dying every day.
0: I'm I'm guessing that that's, you know, the narrative that we get in the media, that Finland joined mm. NATO because Russia invaded Ukraine is probably right. designed for the intellect of a five-year-old. Um, I don't First I of all, think- on
1: seven and a half, why else would Finland join NATO if not – were they paid a bunch of money? Uh, did the yes. Americans make a bunch of promises? Does Yeah. It, yeah. So look, it's American. In all,
0: giving due respect to the Finnish people, who, as mm-hmm. I said earlier, the happiest place on earth, uh, according to even the most yeah. recent um, stats. Right. Um, happiest. I read an article about this actually a couple of weeks ago. People were saying, "Yeah, are we happy, or are we just like accept the fact that our lives are boring?" Uh, it's probably that oh. we just ex- we just accept that our lives aren't very good. That's Try. if you call, want to call that happiness. Then so right. be, Try and they've podcasting. got an increasing. They've got an increasing uh, right-wing um, sort of mm. uh, movement there, and we'll talk about their recent election, uh, which coincidentally right. happens to coincide. Coincidentally, coincides. Yeah, I guess. It works. I guess that's sort of yeah. Um Cheryl, sure. look, Nothing. the the Finns have deliberately stayed neutral, as you said, for whatever seventy odd years. Um mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, and and that was during the whole Cold War when everyone was supposedly terrified that the Soviets were going to invade them. Um, they've yes. got a long history. It's not like uh, they woke up yesterday and decided, "Oh my God, these Russians might invade us." Throughout There's the hell. entire Cold War, they were being told that the Russians were going to invade them, that right. uh, the Soviet Union was a threat to existence as we know it, mm-hmm. and they managed to, you know, keep a you know, friendly relationship with the not, Soviet Union, and for good reason, because go boom. they're right. on the border of it. Yeah, don't go right. boom. Right. Um, so I I don't think it's as simplistic as the media is sure. depicting it, uh, as they would right. have you believe. I'm sure that there were a lot of backroom deals, uh, threats, negotiations right. uh, on both yes. sides and diplomatic channels Right. Um, around you know, one hand Russia trying to keep them uh, where they were. On the other hand, the US trying to get them to join NATO as a bit of a PR victory. Which, to be frank, is all this really is. Um, right. Unless they start putting bases there quickly, in which case Russia will respond as Russia has to respond. Exactly. Um, but but let's let's for the people that don't listen to our Cold War show, let's quickly run through the sort of history of russia and finland so people can put this in historical perspective because all of these things as we bang on about endlessly on our history shows everything has context and you, you in right. order to understand what's going on today you need to understand the context otherwise you just fall for the dumbed down five ten second version uh sound bites that you get mm-hmm. in the mainstream media so um Finland and the USSR signed a non-aggression pact in 1948, a couple of years after the end of World War II, and they had had previous friendship pacts and a long yeah. and difficult history. Until until the early 19th century, Finland mm-hmm. had been part of the Kingdom of Sweden. Um, then from 1808 to 1809, the Russian Empire waged a war against the Kingdom of Sweden, known as the Finnish War, ostensibly mm-hmm. to protect the Russian capital, St. Petersburg. It eventually led to the conquest and annexation of Finland, wow. and they converted it into an autonomous buffer state. Mm-hmm. Similarly, uh, so, similarly, that's uh, what uh, Napoleon did with uh, Poland, ran right. about the same time, early 19th century, created the Duchy of Warsaw for similar sorts of reasons, to create uh, a buffer state. So there was a lot of that yeah. sort of stuff going on. But the Grand Duchy of Finland, uh, which was the, uh, the sort of the autonomous state that Russia created, yeah. had pretty good autonomy within Russia until the end of the 19th century, when Russia tried to start to assimilate Finland as part of a general policy to sort of strengthen and, and unify the empire. Um, right. You know, it was a, it was a period of time when there was growing tensions in, in that part of the world. Um, <laughs> But then, of course, you know, Russia had its own problems, Marxism, um, civil wars sort of brewing. Um, Mm -hmm. They're trying to do something about the serfs and, and people are up in arms about the church and there's all this sort of stuff going on in Russia in the late 19th, early 20th century. Right. Um, then you get World War I, collapse of the Russian Empire, Russian Revolution in 1917, the Russian Civil War, the West get involved in the Russian Civil War on the side of the mm-hmm. whites versus the reds. But after the victory of the Bolsheviks, the Bolsheviks declared that national minorities possess the right of self-determination, including the right to secede from the, the Russian Empire and form a separate state. And Finland did. So in mm-hmm. 1917, the Senate of Finland declared the nation's independence, and wow. Soviet Russia, despite everything that everyone's always been told about how evil Lenin and uh, the Soviets were, they right. immediately recognised um, yeah. Finland as an independent country. I mean, they you know, if you want to be pragmatic about it, they had their own fucking problems. Um, yeah. they had to, they they had to, a lot to do at home. Lot to fix, um, but anyway, yes. be that as it may, they recognized the Finnish government about three weeks after the declaration. Mm. And Finland achieved full sovereignty in May 1918 after a four month civil war, right? In which they had sort of conservative whites who were being helped by the imperial German army, and they had the um, sort of the reds, the socialists who were being supported by the Bolshe- bolsheviks. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whites supported by the Germans won. Right. So it ends up uh Russia, you know, gave them their autonomy, and mm-hmm. a year later they end up being run by Germany, Russia's <laughs> right. sort of great enemy. Yeah. Um, uh, this is, you know, just after World War One, and mm-hmm. now they're now they're fighting the Germans. Well, now they've got the Germans basically on their border. Uh, Controlling this big chunk of land on their border. Never a good thing. So they've been part of Russia for 100 years. Now they're ostensibly part of Germany. Uh, Not part of Germany, but you know, influence under German influence. In the
1: zone, the sphere of influence, I think. Yeah. Was the term. And you're right, Lenin had a lot on his plate, and he wasn't, you know, a couple of years from dying, so I don't think his health was mm. the greatest thing in the world. And, but yeah, no, I think a part of it was also pragmatic, but a part of it was also uh, practical. That's your country, this is our country, Godspeed, good luck with everything, if you want to break away, break away or whatever. And so, yeah, it's the exact opposite of what we're told Russia wants to do with every country on this planet, which is take it over, because they're so evil. Yeah, that was dramatic. I like that. I
0: like that.
1: Yeah, good
0: job. (laughs) So then, obviously, Hitler's in power in Germany uh, a little Mm -hmm. bit after that, uh, in the 20s, early 30s, uh, the rise of the Nazis, and Stalin starts to fear that Finland could be used as a springboard for an invasion um, from Germany. Yeah. So they start negotiations to conclude a military agreement in August 1939. When Soviet Union and Germany signed the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact, Mm -hmm. uh, Finland was placed in the USSR's sphere of interest. Makes sense. Um, That was part of the pact. Um, You know, Stalin wanted to get that as a buffer zone because, as you and I know. The, you know, it's often depicted in the West that uh, Stalin and Hitler were friendly and did a friendly little deal. Um, nothing could be further right. from the truth. Hitler hated the Russians. Um, oh, yes. Stalin f- knew Hitler was going to invade. He was just yes. trying to buy himself some time because they weren't ready.
1: Right. And now they that- wouldn't be
0: ready for quite a few years.
1: Right, and I, and I, I didn't mean to jump ahead, but yeah, and and Hitler had written in Mein Kampf, but the, all the land that we need is to the east. Just keep going that way. So, and Stalin was an avid reader. He either read it or had someone read it for him and write up a report. He knew what Hitler was thinking. So, yeah, this is not a surprise. You're absolutely right. This was a time gaining tactic, so he could beef up his military to be ready for the German onslaught when it came, and not if.
0: Yeah, Hitler it wasn't one of these guys that played his cards very close to his chest.
1: Uh, He He was...
0: (laughs) Wait, what happened? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, You've run out of uh, your free episode. (laughs) Ha, ha! The uh, full episode went for about two hours today, and if you want to listen to the other hour and a half, I'm sorry, but you need to be a Bullshit Filter subscriber. Be a member of the Bullshit. Accept the Bullshit into your heart. For the cost of a cup of coffee a month, five bucks, you can be a Bullshit Filter supporter. So go over to the website, thebullshitfilter.com, sign up, become a member, and then you get to listen to the full episodes every month and our entire archive of episodes going back over the years. So that's bullshitfilter.com. Bullshit.